when they arrive, they'll make their way to the Victoria Concert Hall and Theatre and search for Alan Wu. Alan Wu? Host of The Amazing Race Asia. Ready, set, go! Welcome to the fifth wonderful episode of your team number, the Amazing Race Asia podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who we describe as the clay residue in our sticky rice, Logan Saunders. Afternoon. I was I was expecting something less flattering, but that will do. <laughs> well, it, it's very it, it's very obvious for me to go for all the smutty jokes that we will be going for later in the episode. You could have also called me a Vietnamese delicacy. I could have called you a Vietnamese delicacy, but, but mm, maybe I could have called you um, the lizard with the guts ripped out or any of the other awful, awful things that we got to see this week. Because I was watching the episode a couple of hours ago just going, I know if Logan and I were a team that I would have to do this roadblock, but God, I would struggle with this roadblock. <laughs> yeah, especially when you get centipedes involved. Oh, at least it's At least it's not the worst centipede. Uh... Well, I've heard of in pop culture in the past few years. It would add another layer if uh, one of the five delicacies had been a human centipede. Or I was thinking it would have been great if there was a sixth uh, bonus round and it was like Lisa and Nicole's fingers or something like that. Sinister? It, well, it would have fit in with the whole Vietnam theme. It's like, well, this is the team that was representing Vietnam and this was their punishment for being the first team out of the race. I was just going to go with a, a smutty joke about someone eating the uh, the human sense speed, but, you know... That's just own. inappropriate, Michael. That just crossed the line. There was a line and you crossed it. And that's rude. <laughs> so, previously, eight teams raced to Phuket, Thailand. Tom and Anita sped ahead by cutting in line at a ticket counter, but, as is traditional, Louisa and Treasury beat them to the Elephant Park. Vicky and Rachel had to make a detour of their own to complete a dark and spooky speed bump in an elephant cave, putting them to the back of the pack. At the detour, teams had to choose between untying knots and learning fight choreography, and thanks to Treasury's knowledge of how to untie a knot, they kept their lead. At the roadblock, one team member had to recreate the Survivor Thailand final immunity challenge and hold a con for 15 minutes. Louisa and Treasury won their second leg, and it was a sad goodbye to Vicky and Rachel, who were the fourth team eliminated from the race. And teams must now fly to Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam, and head to Ho Cao Tom Gai Tree Tan Dai to find their next clue. Caution, for the first time in five English-speaking seasons, fast forward ahead. Yes. However, it will be just as relevant as the last fast forward we have seen in The Amazing Race. Usually when a fast forward appears that isn't claimed, they don't even reference it. But because it basically made Tom and Anita and Alex and Will the bottom two, they kind of had to. Yeah, maybe relevant is the wrong word. Because I mean, the fast forward was very re- relevant in the sense that it caused the team to be eliminated, but not so relevant in terms of a team claiming the fast forward. No, but there was a little hint from Wu that we might not have seen the last of the fast forward. Yes, because he said this was the first fast forward of the race. However, in Amazing Race Australia 1, they said that this was the first U-turn on the race, and it turned out to be the only U-turn of the whole season. Well, the only air to turn of that season. Um, in the fast-forward for Amazing Race Australia, Bowler did indeed say this is the first and only fast-forward of this race. It's unconfirmed, but I think there might have been an un to turn in uh, Amazing Race Australia 1. They just only just wanted to get rid of Richard and Joey, and then everyone else liked each other, so they didn't do anything to harm one another in the race. Well, exactly. It's obvious who the U-turn targets are going to be, so why would you go for anyone else? That is true. So, thanks to Tom and Anita, we learn that apparently the Vietnamese people eat dog. This would have been a perfect cue to have Cowboy from Survivor Cook Islands tell a joke about dogs in Vietnam. It would be, but do you really think I'm going to go back and find that for you? 
What was what was his exact joke again? I can't remember. I've sort of scrubbed that season. Uh, you know what's funny is that this episode that just aired takes place in Vietnam, and two of my coworkers are currently in Vietnam. In fact, they messaged me saying they watched their first episode of Amazing Race ever. I guess from like a random hotel room that had AXN. So they watched this episode of Amazing Race Asia. So that is 100% of their Amazing Race knowledge comes from this episode. And that is proof that Logan actually works with Lisa and Nicole. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's two, two, my, two, uh, two close co-workers of mine who, uh, yeah, they just happened to be in Vietnam, Vietnam for, I think they're there for four more days and then they fly back here to Canada. But yeah, it's funny, they... They took a, they've been taking pictures and uploaded onto Instagram. And then I was like, I don't recognize that place from all the Amazing Race they watched. And then they said, well, we actually watched Amazing Race for once because it just happened to be on on the one TV that we had for one or two of the nights. Are they two of the co-workers who are going to Morocco with you? Yes. That's where, that's, that's the end of that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no other information to add. It was kind of weird how the fast-forward was written in the clue, though. It said, attention, there was a fast-forward on this leg of the race. And it was kind of like the same way that, they, that the American version warns about U-turns and whatnot. Or an express pass here. This was just laid out saying, hey, there's going to be a fast-forward at some point. Uh, buckle up, it's going to be a bumpy one. It was nice that we got a fast-forward, and it's a shame that the promos actually spoiled that there was a fast-forward. Because can you imagine if this would have been a complete surprise to us. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been. And this has got to be even tougher than those. Usually it's the weather-dependent ones are the biggest pain to deal with on the Amazing Race. Because if the weather is bad, then you can be screwed over and almost be eliminated in the first leg, like Justin Diana or eventual winners, Amy and Jason, when they faced a similar situation in Season 23. But here it was a rare food-eating uh, fast forward and it was luck based it wasn't like eat this dish and you're good and you go to the pit stop like we've seen before with amazing race 10 and those teams didn't even finish first in that fast forward because of how brutal the cow lips dish was in uh was that the madagascar lake it was indeed madagascar yes wow and then this one it's not just oh eat this it's eat keep keep on eating until you find the fast forward I mean, I know, so, I know when we did Amazing Race Canada 4 that we described Stefan Kristen's uh, Express Pass task as basically being search for all these boxes till you find the Express Pass. This is the fast-forward equivalent of that. Yeah. Actually, the, the last completed fast-forward we've seen was also a food-eating challenge, and that was with the awful Gino and Jesse from Amazing Race Canada 3. And theirs was just eat these critters and, you, and you're done as well. Here it's, yeah, here it's just... It could be your first rice bowl, or it could be your 50th rice bowl. And there was over 100. Over 100. I mean, if Tom and Anita ate a few more rice bowls, I think Alex and Will would have had the fast forward. Probably, yeah. Like, Tom and Anita really screwed them over. But, thankfully, I I much prefer Tom and Anita to Alex and Will, despite the fact that I, I kind of liked Alex and Will by the time that they left, but... I much prefer Tom and Anita, so I'm kind of glad that Tom and Anita screwed them over in that way. Yeah. I mean, they were even either way. Like Alex and Will's antics and constantly being at the bottom of the pack and the mistakes they were making uh, did make me chuckle each episode, as well as their trademark uh, pit stop entrance, which I may or may not copy for the day that I'm on Amazing Race Canada. I may just very well convince my uh, teammate and I to jump on the mat and be like, and, and flex their biceps, but... Uh, Whoever that may be. Yeah, Alex and Will are pirates too, didn't you know? <laughs> that was my Alex and Will impression. I finally I finally was able to be confident in, in uh, separating them into two distinct people this episode, which is an even bit bigger uh, bummer for them being eliminated. One of them has like their hair... Uh, switched off to the left while the other is off to the right and the one guy has more, I, Alex has more of a subtle uh, commentary 
with jokes and stuff about him, while Will is a bit more direct and tries to act tougher. It was really ironic, because this is the first week that I have really struggled to tell them apart. Really? Yeah. Because I finally figured out, like, hey, they have a difference in hair and a difference in the way they talk. Why didn't I figure this, pick up on this earlier? I did have to go through the episode a few times to try and work out who was saying what. Who is the who's going to accuse who of being the mildly racist one now, Michael? Oh, it's not the worst thing I've been called today. At least you weren't accused of eating dog. True. Or or dong, because that's the currency in Vietnam. You you don't want to be eating money. Oh, we're not doing more dong jokes, are we? They didn't mention it once uh, this episode. It's not like Amazing Race Canada, where producers reveal that the Canadian contestants are making dong jokes the whole time. Here with Amazing Race Asia, they were a lot more mature about things. And they really, uh, they really strayed away from the low-hanging fruit and didn't talk about dogs or dong or do- a dog dog. So it's um, it's the Lisa and Nicole effect. <laughs> Jesus, um, <laughs> I- I'm in a naughty mood today. <laughs> and Tom, with all of Tom's, you know, insensitive joking aside, he did pretty much fore- foreshadow that there would be. Plenty of food-eating challenges ahead for for him this leg. And Perul and Maggie say they've never been to Vietnam before. Or at least Maggie haven't. And then just checked with Perul before it was officially confirmed. Maybe they just don't like communists. And uh, Alex and Will want to win the fast-forward to ensure that they finally get a first place. How did that work out for you guys? We'll find out soon enough. And J.K. and Mike also want first place. J.K. and Mike and Alex and Will both think it's their time to finish in first. Spoilers, really isn't. (laughs) And no departure times yet again because the editors suck. And they're all on the the same flight to Ho Chi Minh City. Uh, So once they land in Ho Chi Minh City, uh, Tom and Anita swear at taxis. And then we get, Anita! And then Tom just goes quiet again. Yeah, he was swearing at taxis, and he's like, hey, why are these taxis driving off? Does it have something to do with me swearing at them loudly? Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Crazy foreign tourist swearing at me. For some reason, I'm not going to pick these guys up and have them in my cab. However, I noticed that you picked up on the same thing that I did. For the first time in probably 50-plus Vietnam legs, this was the only one that had the traditional red and yellow flags. Yeah, they didn't change the flags at all. Usually it's just straight up yellow, isn't it? It's yellow and green normally. And it's pretty pretty bad that I, as a colorblind person, been telling you this, but it's usually yellow and green. <laughs> yes. Trust what you read on Wikipedia, Michael. Those are indeed the colors. People have told me it's yellow and green. I just have to trust people. I've heard rumours about what the flags look like on the Amazing Race when they're in Vietnam. But seriously, Michael, I was just joking. The colours really were yellow and green. Producers wouldn't do that to the contestants. I know they were. I'm not that (laughs) colourblind. There is such a thing as a scale of colourblindness. I'm not like seeing everything is grey like a dog. (laughs) At least Tom wouldn't think that he would have to eat you on this leg of the race, then. I would be very worried if I were fully colorblind that Tom would have to eat me. And uh, at the first route marker, teams get a choice of either doing the active route info or going for the fast forward. And we only get the first half of the explanation. For some reason, Alan Wu uh, does not want to explain the whole fast forward at once. We do. I think it was a bit of a wonky edit, because when we saw the first fast forward bit, it did have the usual subtle hint at the bottom of what they were going to have to do, which was find a coin. Mm -hmm. So, at the fast forward, teams must choose one of hundreds of clay pots. Inside each clay pot is a bundle of sticky rice, which they have to eat if they open. And inside one of the bundles is a Vietnamese coin, which they can exchange for the fast forward. And in this active route info, teams must fish for four prawns in a pond, which they can then exchange for the next clue. My dad has a prawn and shrimp allergy, so he may have forced us to go for the fast forward in this situation. So you don't have a uh, a very fishy family, then? <laughs> no. It's a fish-free zone in the Saunders household. Oh, I think 
Thankfully, they, uh, my parents eat tuna every once in a while. Cool. Yeah, fun fact. And Eric and Rona choose not to go for the fast forward because they have seen Amazing Race before and know what this sort of task will be. And Louisa and Treasury also rule it out because I'm assuming they think it's cheating, like using the U-turn or the yield. And Tom and Anita decide to go for it as they are the last taxi to arrive. Which wasn't a bad strategy in that situation. No, that's something we've not talked about yet. There was an unaired yield last week. Oh, really? Did you not know this? No, I didn't. It was revealed um, in Louisa and Treasury's match app that there was a yield somewhere in that leg. Huh, and Tom and Anita chose not to use it, eh? Yeah, Tom and Anita chose not to use it. I don't actually know where it was. I'm going to see if there's any confirmation yet. It was at the roadblock. It was right before the roadblock. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, that was indeed our first appearance of a yield since... Well, excluding Hammerot since Amazing Race Australia 2. I may be wrong on that, but I don't think there's been a yield since Amazing Race Australia 2. Everyone just wants to run a clean, fair race. Who gives a shit about running a clean, fair race? Just win. <laughs> that should be your shirt when you run the Amazing <laughs> Race, Michael. Well, everyone has to have a custom shirt. Um, oh yeah, Louise and everyone... Every single team freaks out over these prawns. Everybody. Eric Eric was the most terrified. I don't know why, but Eric is deathly afraid of prawns. And this was a very cruel task for them to spring on him, because it would have been like having Charlotte and Nabila have to catch four popsicle sticks. He could probably crunch one in his fist into, like, several little bits. And he's afraid of the prawn. I ain't afraid of no prawn. Prawn and busters! Then, yeah. And then, of course, even, even, not even, Yvonne and Chloe's uh, yelp when they catch the prawns was priceless. <laughs> and then, of course, Eric shuffling out of his chair and, and, you know, being stuck around the Santa Claus mural. Speaking of which, at that fishing restaurant, why is Santa Claus on the wall? Do, do we have an explanation for this? Because Santa Claus is coming to prawn. So no more milk and cookies for him. No, it's fish only. He's a pescatarian now. Prawns and rice bowls you leave out on Christmas for for Santa Claus. And I assume I assume he's wearing a red jacket because he's supporting the Communist Party in Vietnam. First I'll have fish, and then I'll have fish and a rice bowl, and then I'll have fish, and then I'll have fish and a rice bowl. And you will not get that reference, but I'm going to have to send you the video that I'm referring to with that. I hear Santa Claus in Vietnam walks with with a bowl full of rice instead of jelly. And um, Eric and Rona and Yvonne and Chloe both catch a prawn, as do Louisa and Treasury and Alex and Will. And Louisa and Treasury say they don't like having no control. Yeah, somewhat luck-based task, and this is the first time we see Louisa and Treasury slip in the standings. And by I mean slipping, I mean they still finish in third place out of seven teams at this task. They're slacking. And yeah, they're they're really slacking. <laughs> and also they seem to be more freaked out by the fate of the wriggling worms than they were of the of the prawns. Like could you imagine if Treasury had to eat those worms instead of the instead of the snacks at the roadblock? She may have quit. I don't think they were snacks, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> they were slightly bigger than snacks. <laughs> so Treasury gets bitten by one of her prawns, which is funny because this task was just utter, utter smut and silly character scenes, which is great. That is how Amazing Race should be. They were just a bunch of jokes about the teams, really. Halfway into this season of Amazing Race Asia, I am officially saying this is a great season because they have got it right. They're focusing on the characters. Mm-hmm. And how terrified everyone is of a prawn. That should have been their biggest phobia listed on their uh, bios at the start of the season. Just prawns, 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 prawns. Well, this should have been a detail task with the other side being brains. Brains or prawn. Oh, going for the pun. And it probably would have been dog brain, too. It would have been a real Scooby snack. There should have been an eating challenge on one side that was eat eat an animal brain, and on the other side there should have been uh, this prawn task. Mm-hmm. So that we could have done a pun that is brains or prawn. Oh well. And at the fast forward, Anita says that she doesn't eat much rice. She's really breaking the Asian stereotype right there. Eat your rice. Yeah, that's what Crystal Cox would say. Eat your rice. Eat it. Eat the rice. 
And Alex and Will decide to join Tom and Anita at the fast forward. Yeah, their theory was that there was less than three teams than to go for the fast forward. And in this situation, it would have really helped if there was more teams at the fast forward, because then there would have been less rice bowls to eat. Unless they were eating as slowly as Tom and Anita were. Yes. <laughs> Seeing as though I think Tom and Anita only ate two before uh, Alex and Will actually turned up. Yeah, they weren't too far apart there. I think Tom and Anita were counting each individual grain of rice as they were eating it. And then this task just descends into smut. Oh, where'd it even begin? Start with Anita, I guess, with Anita's wonderful quotes? Yeah, from the guys who brought you the face cream stinger. I can't rule out the possibility of a new face cream stinger when we have clips like Anita saying, "It's, It's just so sticky. It's so hard to swallow. And we end the episode. We end the episode with Rona saying, "Oh, it'll just come out the other side." Yes. Or um, what was another? Oh yeah. And then of course Maggie and Carol were at the prawn task and had their their own Michael Scott moment. It's it's really tight in there. That's what she said. I can't believe they actually jumped in and had their own and actually quoted Michael Scott, Michael Gary Scott. So yeah, Anita. Talks about it being sticky and, you know, smut. They got four, they ate, what, four or five rice bowls before they switched out? They didn't want to waste too much time. Something like that, yeah. But they were still like the, was there just JK and Mike still at the active route info when they went back? Yeah, they were fairly close in close proximities to JK and Mike, weren't they? No, actually, I think only um, Eric and Rona and Yvonne and Chloe had left. Because I think Tom said there was five teams left. Oh, okay. So they they ditched the fast forward pretty quickly and we're still within reasonable striking distance of the other teams. Because they'll see them at all of the other uh, tasks along the way. In fact, they get ahead of JK and Mike until, until the roadblock when JK has his uh, all-star performance of the season. I don't know. Rona was pretty damn good on it. Yes. By, by uh, JK standards, because... He hasn't had much else going for him this season. Logan, this is a JK praise-free podcast. Please do not praise him. (laughs) Don't egg him on! (laughs) That gives him the attention that he craves. (laughs) As much as Alex and Will crave race balls. Exactly. So Eric and Rona do leave in first, with Yvonne and Chloe in second. And teams must now find photocopy Nyokien to pick up a copy of their detour clue. For Mr. Locke. Mr. Locke of Loxy. And fun fact, what you couldn't see on there is that he was actually in a hatch underneath the island that they were on, having to enter six numbers into a computer every hour. What? It's a Lost reference, Logan. The only TV show named Lost that I've seen is the the Amazing Race knockoff that had three episodes back in 2001. That was a British format. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Yeah, it was, it was a British format. That lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lo- Lost had a character called Locke. Mm. Oh, yes. The Hatch was a reference to Lost. I, I, yeah, I've heard of that name from Lost. I've never seen a single minute of that TV show. Having to explain jokes to Logan always ends up well. Yeah, it really entertains our listeners. And Yvonne and Chloe set up their rivalry with Louisa and Treasury by celebrating beating them for once. But not giving themselves too much credit for it, because they pretty much acknowledge, it's like, yeah, we we can beat Louise and Treasury whenever it doesn't involve any skill. And by the time that two teams have left, Tom has already caught two of their four prawns. And then we learn from Alex and Will that there is residue of the clay in the rice. Oh, Oh, man. Just to make it even stickier. That's one way to bring up the flavor, I guess. Yeah, it's one way to make it stickier. 49 rice bowls though oh they I know. went through 49 and those weren't small rice bowls either like once i would see how big they are after the first couple i'd be thinking well, yeah i don't think i can do this especially when you see how many pots there still are and they went through 49 and they could have ate a whole lot they could have no they couldn't have eaten a whole lot more but there was a whole lot more to eat well especially because they're muscle brothers they probably don't have much room to put 49 rice bowls no, there's not much uh, body fat on them. And they they say they love rice. Like, they're reinforcing the stereotype. And, well, they really reinforce the stereotype by 
you know, eating 25 rice bowls apiece. I could not have done that fast forward. No, that was a, that's a lot of rice. Especially as you, if you gave up, you would have been feeling so bloated. Yeah, just with all the water in you, trying to get it down. Although some of it came back up. <laughs> yeah, both of them vomited twice. Yeah, and that one vomit, oh man. That put that put Brenton Sean from Amazing Race Canada three to shame, or Niru and Kapil from Amazing Race Asia. Like that was that was top tier reality TV vomiting. I won't lie to you, I wanted desperately to make that the banner this week and I could not get a good enough screenshot of it. <laughs> There actually, there is a fairly high quality image if you watch uh, Alex and Will's uh, throwback or highlight real thing that the official Amazing Race Asia channel uh, uploaded, or in their case, uploaded. I like the one that I picked for this week of um, it's Perul sort of glaring at us. <laughs> oh yeah, that one. Yeah, that that is our banner this week. Uh, so. Yeah, Alex and Will both vomit, and then Louisa and Treasury uh, leave the prawn task in the third, with Perul and Maggie in fourth, and Jake and Mike in fifth, and Tom and Anita in sixth. I love uh, Iark's uh, unintentional Pokemon reference when leaving the prawn task. When he's like, you gotta catch him, catch him. I was just thinking that would have been a great uh, segue into a gotta catch him, catch him all, or gotta catch him prawns. Is there a prawn Pokemon? Mm, no. Out of 750? Or 800 or whatever the hell it's at now? There's 750 or more to see. To be a Pokemon Master is your destiny. And can you remember the PokeRap? Go. Oh god, I, I I saw the College Humor one with all 750 uh, at the time. I'll memorize that one and, and uh, present it next week. That'll take up nine minutes of the podcast, though. Given that we are on a, a roll of rap-related karaoke, basically... That is your mission for this week. I want you to memorise the entire Poké Rap, the College Humor version. War Tortor. Electro, Diglett, Nidoran, Mankey, Venusaur, Rattata, Firo, Pidgey. <laughs> That's more than I know. Seeking, Jolion, Dragonite, Ghastly, Ponysaur, Vaporeon, Polyrath, Butterfree! <laughs> Gotta catch him, catch him, catch him. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, Alex and Will quickly fast forward, and Will is born to prawn. Oh, that was weak. They barely even tried for the fast forward. <laughs> the, the such pussies only go for 49, 49 rice balls. 49. I live on the 49th parallel, guys. Come on now. Canada, 49th parallel. Look it up. We don't refer to that blog. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. No one's going to get that reference. And at the photocopying place, Yvonne and Chloe nip in to get the... Uh, next clue ahead of Eric and Rona, and it's a detour, which is Badminton Bash or Flower Power. And in Badminton Bash, teams must complete against a local pro in Badminton. It was a monster bash. A monster bash? It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in the flash. They did the monster mash. Ah, so in Badminton Bash. Parole? Parul, yes. <laughs> We're not rewriting a song every week, for God's sake. <laughs> it took me long enough to find that instrumental for Ass Like That for you last week. <laughs> oh, hilarious. I love how JK's reaction to that was, nah, the impression could be better. <laughs> I was at work and that, uh, that tweet came through and I just thought, oh no, before seeing it. <laughs> so in Badminton Bash, teams must compete against a local pro in Badminton. And if they score 10 points before he scores 21, they receive the next clue. And in Flower Power, teams must search a flower market for Mart stalls to pick up a required order before delivering all of their orders to a shop to receive the next clue. It's not just a badminton pro, Michael. Remember Alan's description? That that it's the teams are going to be up against, against uh, badminton pros where if they have slow reflexes, they could find themselves getting schooled by the, by the hot shot with the shuttlecock. Must try harder, Woo, is all I have to say. Not your best work. <laughs> so, did you notice that uh, Louisa and Treasury had awful hashtags on the back of their shirts? It was really, really visible when they were picking up their detour clue. Was it hashtag Ruda or hashtag Wonderful Indonesia? It was hashtag Treslu something. Hmm. 
Trez lose something. They what they lose. Ooh, pun. <laughs> and apparently they are Indonesian, so therefore good at badminton. And I didn't know that that was a national stereotype. I had no idea either. I just associate that with the with the Chinese, quite frankly. Yeah, that and table tennis. Yeah, like uh, in the Olympics. I'm not sure if you remember this, Michael, but in the actually it was in the 2012 Olympics where there was one Chinese duo that was so good that everyone else, like the with the eventual silver, bronze, and I think even fourth placers, intentionally threw their matchups so that they didn't have to face the gold medalists just so they could secure a bronze. I didn't remember that. But I do remember that, I think it was in this this Olympics, wasn't it like the top four were all Chinese? Yeah, that too. But in the 2012 one, um, because of how blatant the throwing was and the crowd booing and going against the whole Olympic uh, spirit, uh, two or three of the teams were disqualified and weren't even allowed to compete in the bronze medal match. And that left uh, the sixth or seventh place pair, which was a Canadian pair, to compete for the bronze medal. Oh, that's how you knew about it. Yeah, that's how I knew because it was, yeah, Team Canada was involved. And the only reason why they had a shot at the medal is because they were like the only ones who weren't strategic enough to throw it. <laughs> And did uh, Team Canada win the bronze medal? I can't remember. We probably didn't. Which means no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the UK, we only pay attention to events that we're good at, so cycling and sailing and dressage. Not basketball. Not basketball, no. So, yeah, here's a hint. Louisa and Treasury are not that good at badminton because they lose 21-4 and then switch opponents. What I love with tasks like this, where you only have to score so many points against the pro, is that when Louise and Treasury do finish first, they quote unquote win by a score of uh, 15, 10. 15 to 10. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of a win, I guess. It's within what they need to do. <laughs> yes. You met the objective. And um, Yvonne and Chloe use Eric and Rona to find the marked stalls quicker. And then Treasury and Louisa lose 21-5 and switch back to the original opponent. And then they are the first to leave Badminton with a score of 15-10. And teams must now find Quan Bui to search for their next clue. You're just making up words now, Michael. I do dread doing podcasts about Vietnamese places because I my Vietnamese pronunciation is pretty bad. You know, with Louisa and Treasury, they thought they were in last just because they didn't see anybody else at that detour, at the Badminton task. Well, they were the only ones to do that detour, so... That's always scary. I can understand that fear where it's like, if you don't see anybody uh, for a whole detour, that's like either somebody's really far ahead of you or somebody's really far behind you. You don't think that, you know, all six other teams are going to be choosing the other detour option. Which one would you have picked? Uh, considering I've never played badminton before, I would have chosen the flower stall. I would have also chosen the flower stall, because at least it's in your control. Mm-hmm. You know how good those pros are going to be? Or how I'm going to do at badminton? As a general rule, if you are coming up against a sport where it's a detour saying, oh, you've only got to score half as many points as them, yeah, you're probably not going to win it. Yeah. You're hoping that it's like a face-off with Amazing Race Canada, where the only competition you have is the other teams at a sports-related task. Like teams facing off in volleyball or... Or golf. Ugh. It's a double battle, Logan, and we are not going to refer to the ridiculous amount of sports that appear as double battles. <laughs> Give us chocolate wrestling, please. So Eric and Rona leave Flower Power in second, and Yvonne and Chloe get lost in the market, which I suppose is kind of the point. And then they leave Flower in third, with Perula Maggie in fourth. And then JK asks for Google Maps, because apparently that's going to help. And then Tom and Anita leave Flower in fifth, with JK and Mike in sixth, and then Alex and Will in last. That was sad just to see them alone at that prawn restaurant. They know they're hours and hours behind at this point. They've puked their guts out, and all they're doing is just hanging out, catching some prawns. They claim they did it quickly, but they don't have any other team to match up their uh, progress with. They said they did it in 20 minutes, for all we know. All the other teams also took only 20 minutes. Yeah. Alex and Will lying, is what you're saying. They're just not telling the truth anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, trust, I don't trust their chi. 
What would have been much sadder is if Wu had to come to the prawn restaurant to eliminate them. Yeah, and then like the prawn jumps out and like pulls Alan Wu into the into the water. Maybe the reason we didn't properly see Wu doing that task is because he's deathly afraid of prawns. <laughs> yeah, it's like I can't do this, guys. Alan, you were on Fear Factor. That didn't involve prawns. It just involved bull testicles and those disgusting shots that were even Joe Rogan nearly threw up. And balancing on that surfboard 50 feet in the air. It did not involve prawns, guys. Didn't Wu also puke on Fear Factor? <laughs> oh, yes, he did throw up that those shots. He was able to shoot a lot of them down so he didn't have to drink as many, but man, that was... That was he, he could sympathize with Alex and Will. In fact, I think he indirectly references it in his uh, point of view video where he says, where he's like, where... He's talking about Alex and Will, and he's like, man, if I was younger, I probably would have really pushed my body to its limits like like uh, Alex and Will did, because I used to do that, that kind of stuff. But now, at my age, I think I would stop at about 10 rice bowls. Uh, so once teams get to the restaurant, it is the roadblock of the leg. And especially for the two teams who competed in the eating fast forward earlier, it's a roadblock that involves eating. And in this roadblock, one team member must eat a five-course meal consisted of mice, bats, scorpions, centipedes, and a Komodo dragon to receive their next clue. Mice, bats, scorpions, centipedes, and lizards, oh my. Oh mice, my. Mice, bats, scorpions, centipedes, and lizards, oh my. At least none of those involved people getting their eyebrows waxed off. With Alan, he actually did this roadblock. That was also one of the online videos. Really? He ate all the whole five-course meal. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I think he said the bats and the centipedes tasted the worst. And JK, I believe, did a whole thing about how bats some of the some of the food items tasted as well. Uh, yeah, I can imagine that the um, that the centipede probably didn't taste very nice, mainly because they had the uh, the legs as well. Ugh. They had to eat five legs on the fifth leg of the amazing race. And, of course, Alan comes out with another pun of the not being able to stomach this challenge, which is a pun we've heard before. I think that he needs new writers. But he couldn't stomach the challenge that involved him drinking slash eating 21 shots of blended maggots, worms, stink beetles, and rotten fish eyes. <laughs> That's why he breezed through this task. Exactly. He's done much, much worse. Yeah. Just like some of the races this season, he's had much worse in his mouth. Jesus. <laughs> hey, I saw some of your jokes. I know you could. I know the sort of jokes that you're gonna go for with this task. <laughs> um, with Treasury, um, we get a funny scene from Treasury at the start where she rattles off all the unusual things that she has eaten because she's eaten internal organs and anything. She's an eater, and it would have been funny if she just kept going on. She's like, "Oh, by the way, I eat people too." And, you know, I'm an eater. I can eat anything. I've, I've drank. I've drank Soylent Cola from Futurama. I am Treasury Destroyer of Worlds. I have eaten Lisa and Nicole before the start of this leg. That's why they're not here again. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that with a response. But fun fact: she did also eat Tara Basro, which explains why she's not there as well. It was by mistake. It was by mistake. It was overlooked. She got accidentally deep fried in the restaurant. What can we say? Well, when 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 she's de- when Tara Basra was decomposed, I don't know. But I think they're gonna have to like, I don't know, put her back together somehow and create some sort of like cyborg or robotic uh, uh, host for her to continue her co-hosting duties. I am Tara Basra. <laughs> or that could have been like one of her uh, sassy sisters, and for all we know, Tara Basra was still being held in captivity by an undle undle. That's that's the working theory from what I've heard on the street. I thought it was Malaysian pirates. There is a battle, Michael. We come up with some weird, weird shit. <laughs> I don't know what we ate before this podcast, but uh, something tells me it had a bit, more, a bit more of a kick to it than uh, bats, scorpions, or prawns, or rice bowls. So it's Treasury, Rona, Yvonne, Maggie, Tom, JK, and Will doing this roadblock. And Louisa decides to be a really good teammate and points out the blood to Treasury. Well, in her defense, that bat was really, really underdone. 
Cleveland James Clement from Survivor Micronesia would not have eaten that fat. No, they needed to at least cook it to medium well at mo- at least, if not fully well done rather than rare, which is what it actually was. I hear those type of bats that are undercooked end up just going to Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, and Rona hates mice. We find out both of their fears this episode. Eric hates prawns and Rona hates mice. Well, then after this round, they can do anything. Except run to a pit stop. Especially as they do have the hometown advantage next week. Yes. Despite the fact that Wu didn't actually mention it, the next leg is Manila. Oh, we can get another Manila folder. And this task just made me love Eric and Rona even more. They're so adorable. <laughs> They're just lovely. They're so supportive of each other. I, I, would, I wouldn't have done that, but yeah, you, you, you can eat all that on the plate. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have put that in my mouth. Or Rona encouraging Treasury, even though they're battling for a very good prize from Garuda, Indonesia. A surprisingly good prize, because despite the fact that I will probably slightly disparage it, I was looking at where Garuda fly, and there is a lot of choice. Yeah, there's a lot of destinations with Garuda, Indonesia. They even fly to Barcelona. Barcelona. Louisa and Treasury could meet me in Barcelona next month. Or two months from now, I should say. Two months from now, they could meet me in Barcelona. The real question is, will the um, the Sagrada Familia actually be finished by that point? I'm going to go no, because it will never be finished. <laughs> and just to spoil something, I am going to uh, set up a Tomatina for you opposite the Sagrada Familia, just so you can uh, shout, Babe! Babe! Now oh, they're hitting me with tomatoes! Yeah, to- yeah. tomato festival. It'll be a wonderful time. A wonderful time. Wonderful Indonesian time. And for me, the one thing that would have stopped me being able to complete this task probably would have been the lizards. Because they looked horrific. Those eyes! Those eyes stare into your soul, Michael. Of all the Vietnam eating challenges that we've seen, that is the worst purely for the eyes. There's only so many times you. you can say that it tastes like chicken. And I noticed that someone said that this was the Vietnamese Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I can vouch for the fact that Vietnam does have KFC. Because we went in there to steal their Wi-Fi. You weren't the... Hold the the chicken, but keep the Wi-Fi. Yeah, we we were ever so slightly lost when we were in Ho Chi Minh City. So we needed some Wi-Fi just to be able to find our way back to the meeting point. Oh, yeah. So uh, we found a KFC and bought a drink to share. Just so we could... Use their Wi-Fi. Eric and Rona weren't completely supportive of Louise and Treasury, though, because Eric mocks Treasury's tears pretty mercilessly. She was being a little bit over the top. Well, Louisa did have to restrain Treasury in her seat. Yeah. Maybe that's where Tara Bajo is. She was just hiding in one of the corners of the restaurant, restrained in her seat. (laughs) Who's holding her hostage? (laughs) Alan Wu is going to be the Liam Neeson of the season, and when uh, when they return to wonderful Inter- Indonesia, he's going to um, ring up the hostage takers and say, I don't know who you are, but I will find you, and I will kill you. Uh-huh. Moving on. Um, <laughs> Treasury completes the roadblock in first, and we get a fun game of Frogger to the pit stop, because that is one of the Vietnamese stereotypes that we see in every... Amazing Race visit to Vietnam. Yeah, I mentioned this when we covered our last Vietnam leg in Ho Chi Minh City. But that is a very busy roundabout. Because that's where, that's where John Montgomery was last season, wasn't he? Yeah, that was where he was standing. But that is just around the corner from the Amazing Race Canada pit stop. But I wouldn't want to try and run across that roundabout. <laughs> it reminds me of the Amazing Race 27 pit stop in Paris. Oh yeah, we're right in front of the Arc de Triomphe, but you've got to run across this busy roundabout to find us. Well, yeah, because they want that moment where a team gets run over and Alex and Will somehow stay in the race. Or or it would be funnier if it was like, or if one of the teams did get run over, but they like, you know, just drag themselves to the mat on their with their arms. Like their 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 legs are gone, but they just, you know, they just cripple their way to the mat. We have a medical evacuation. Where's Dr. Joe? <laughs> Still sitting right next to you. But yeah, Vietnam is the scariest place I have ever been to for traffic. So, whilst it is a feature of Ho Chi Minh City, it's also very, 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 very scary for them to actually do. 
Oh, yeah, it's all about timing. I think you just got to brave and just run across. That's what my brother said when he was there. Yeah, if you just walk across slowly, then they just go around you. That's what we learned. I want to see Usain Bolt run across that. He'd probably do it and then smile to the camera as he was halfway across. <laughs> yeah, just starts. <laughs> He's in the middle of celebrating. It's like, look at Usain, there's one more car! And then the legend and the legend falls. So yeah, Louisa and Treasury leaving first, and teams must now find Cho Ben Tan, the pit stop for this leg of the race. The last teams to check in may be eliminated. And then Yvonne and Chloe are at the roadblock, where Yvonne's not too thrilled about the Scorpions, man. Well, Rona's still hungry before that. Yeah, she's yeah. Don't don't mess with Rona when she's hungry. She's not herself when she's hungry. Yanka, sponsored by Snickers. She should be like Maya Faye from Phoenix, right? And um, as long as it's cooked, Yvonne will eat it, apparently. Ate the bat, though. They were some horrific delicacies. Yeah. The Amazing Race Canada eating challenge sort of pales in comparison. This would have been my nightmare. Yeah, it, it would really have. would have been. It would have been my nightmare as well, because if we were a team together, I would have had to do this. It's like, did we, did we, did we win an express pass, Michael? This would have been the sort of thing that we'd need to go for an Express Pass for. So, Maggie and Perul show up, and for the first time ever, Maggie is going to eat a five-course meal. Like I said, I know what jokes you're going to do for this task, yeah. and I'm just going to let you do them. It's kind of funny with all the with all the vomiting and then uh, just it all revolving around food and not wanting to eat food. It's 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 like this episode was like an hour-long behind-the-scenes look at Parul and Maggie's uh, beauty pageant prep. I must admit, when I saw that there were eating challenges involved, I did think, hmm, maybe there are some inappropriate Parul and Maggie and Yvonne and Chloe jokes coming. <laughs> well, Parul and Maggie always comment about how skinny they are. Especially when they got to the roadblock and uh, it was, <laughs> who's really hungry or whatever, and uh, Parul just said, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah and Perula freaks out more than Maggie during the task although she is a fellow vegetarian and... well she's a former vegetarian she grew up vegetarian ah. was the official term so I'm assuming she's seen sense and not been vegetarian anymore she's probably vegetarian again after that roadblock <laughs> well people always complain that they never get any food on Amazing Race and they complain when they get food they're just so ungrateful yeah, like with like Louisa and Treasury, their best meal so far was on Garuda Indonesia flight to Malaysia. That was their first real meal all season. Pull them. And Maggie requests a bark bucket. I thought she would have just had one in her bag. What they should have done is um, had a picture of Alan Wu at the bottom of the bath bucket looking really disappointed when people bath. <laughs> yeah, it's just him with like shrugged shoulders or just <laughs> just shaking his head. It's Wu just, it's disapproving. It's a hologram. Yeah, he's di- giving them a disapproving look. <laughs> or it's him vomiting from Fear Factor. <laughs> <laughs> and, then ever, and then whenever somebody's about to vomit, the person, the producer can be like, aim for the Wu, aim for the Wu. You know how um, before every Survivor season, all the recruits are given a couple of seasons to watch? Maybe before this season, everyone was given Alan Wu's episode of Fear Factor to watch. <laughs> Learn, learn from the master, guys. This is how you vomit. This is how you beat it. This is how you vomit. I made a Parks and Rec reference. You did. I'm proud of you. Anyway, so Parul, she's crying for Maggie and disgusted by all this food, as I would be too. And she said, oh, why are we eating this when there's, you know, so many ve- veggies laying out in the street? And it would have been great if after they left the roadblock that there would have been like a bunch of vegetables in the street and they'd be like, Parul. Here you go. Why don't you eat this instead of the instead of the meat? And um, yeah, it's not even close. Louisa and Treasury checking in first again. Patrick, they become the sixth all female team to win three legs in a row. Good on them. And they won a prize. They finally won something, and it's with it's the prize thanks to well, we're the only sponsor apparently for prizes this season. Um, Garuda Indonesia, and they actually win a pretty damn good prize, which is a trip anywhere that. Garuda fly. And as we said, they can fly as far as Barcelona. They can. And their average, if they win, I think, three more legs, they will beat Mark and Ruvilson's world record for team average. Like, right now, I believe Luisa and Treasury are the three-leg wins. They're eight. What's... 
1.6 is their current average like they're right in that top 5 worldwide still good on them or even top waltz who would be ahead of them if it's 1.6 is it is it just mark and robilson because i think eric and jeremy are 1.69 yeah if the race had ended now they would currently be second place they're just ahead of lincoln and tien dat from uh, vietnam all-stars as it stands hmm and the best all-female team i believe for average wise is natalie and megan with 2.0 yeah Na- uh, natalie and megan with 1.83 1.83. So yeah, Louise and Treasury, even if they drop a little bit, they can still hang on to the all-time best all-female uh, record. Yep. And they also get the even bigger prize of having to do a Garuda infomercial. Oh, there's so many flights. Which they already did a few episodes ago. So maybe it's no coincidence that they get this prize. Yeah, but I bet production was so happy when they checked in first. <laughs> so... Rona really wants a fat lizard. Free food? Yeah, there's not enough meat on hers, apparently. Mm-hmm. And Perul thinks that the challenge is cruel. Cruel for Perul. So, yeah, Eric and Rona finishes this task in second, but somehow, um, after Yvonne kills the delicacies, um, they manage to pass Eric and Rona to the pit stop. Yep. So, Yvonne and Chloe get their best finish of the race, and... Eric and Rona also do, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time that uh, Eric and Rona have podiumed. Good for them. And Eric will probably be having a big meal at the pit stop. And hopefully it will not consist of scorpions, bats, or centipedes, or mice. Or even prawns. Yeah. That's going to be funny if that was the sixth course, and then Eric just flips the table over and says, No! Bloody fuck this shit. <laughs> I can't eat this, guys. And Perul and Maggie finish in fourth. Treasury's tears is one thing, but these prawns, oh my god! Treasury's delicious tears, I think you'll find. <laughs> That's the seventh course. And uh, JK and Mike leave in fifth, which spurs Tom on to hurry the hell up. And uh, they finish in sixth. Yeah, JK almost gets run over uh, during the detour. We so damn close. That scene. So close to, yeah. Mike, I think Mike really did hire somebody to run over JK at the detour. Or maybe it was you that hired that uh, that motorcycle. It was one of the many Mikes. <laughs> but who done it? I never knew walk- I never knew walking through Ho Chi Minh City would have been so treacherous. These motorcycles just come right at me. Mike, save me. Who done it? Congratulations, Lindsay. Lindsay. Congratulations, <laughs> Cam. <laughs> But who done it? <laughs> oh, it's a who done it as to who's trying to murder JK. Exactly. Come on. I've got to um, bring out my one of my favorite impressions occasionally. Lindsay, congratulations, Ulysses. I've done nothing wrong, Giles. Why would anybody kill me? You don't suspect me, do you? <laughs> I didn't do anything to Tara Basro. <laughs> she came on to me. We just find Tara Basro behind the fake suit of armor hidden on one of the walls. <laughs> so yeah, Tom shoves everything in his mouth and then leaves in sixth with Anita. <laughs> this is a weird podcast this week. And um, Tom and Anita thought that they were out after they check in sixth. Harul and Maggie, they finish in fourth and they get a huge, huge string of heartfelt confessionals at the pit stop. They're definitely winning this season. This edit is way too over the top. Yeah. Like, every every single pit stop or moment is just turns into this big and turns into this big moment of the episode and the music kicks in. It's just tough to picture anybody else winning this season based on the edit that Perul and Maggie have been receiving. As much as I would adore Eric and Rona to win, I suspect that maybe Perul and Maggie are winning. I think it'll be Perul and Maggie, Eric and Rona, and uh, Tom and Anita in the final three, based on it so far. I think Tom and Anita will be the runner-ups, because they're supposed to be the strong team, even though they finished uh, near the bottom two or three times now. But yet we're still supposed to see them as the strong competition, especially when they've had, I mean, the rivalry wasn't as apparent this episode, but the past two rounds with having that rivalry rivalry with Louisa and Treasury, and 
with Williams and Treasury winning three legs in a row, it's not turned into a huge deal. So I'm thinking they've got to be like yielded or U-turned out of the race in fourth or fifth place. Yeah, it's surprising we've not seen a U-turn yet. I mean, we had the yield that just went on air last episode. So that does then mean that Alex and Will checking in last and they are eliminated. Before that, though, they were bench pressing the flower, the the flower baskets, you know, trying to get a last minute workout in. Yeah, they were doing squats. Squats with the with the with the flower baskets, yes. And they said they they want to quit even if they have to die. And I think Alex and Will almost lived up to that because I don't know, Will looked like he was going to die after forty nine rice bowls. I think I would probably die. I'd at least explode from 49 rice balls. Yeah, you would have looked like a um, Violet Bogard from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> what is it with you making loads of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory references recently? Have you just rewatched it by any chance? No, it's just one of my favorite childhood movies. That's the 70s version, not definitely not the definitely not the Johnny Depp version. Dear God. So next time teams become lifesavers and they saw over the Philippines, but Wu will be eliminated next. Well, Yvonne and Chloe have had such a minimal edit. JK and Mike had a really toned down episode, so maybe it means that they're going to be, go- if you go by Amazing Race rules, usually that means you're going to be gone the following week. So JK and Mike gone next, followed by an all-female team finally falling out of the race and fifth and fourth place. I think if um, J.K. and Mike did go next week, then this would probably be one of my favourite Final Fives ever. Because I genuinely like everyone else. Yeah, J.K. and Mike didn't bicker at all this episode, but yet they still finish near the bottom. They just suck. And th- this was a big episode for Tom and Anita in terms of getting a lot of the story revolving around them, even though they were probably safe by at least a couple hours over Alex and Will. Because I'm imagine the further Alex and Will got in the fast forward, slower and slower they were to get those rice bowls down and back up. Yeah, do you think that it was a good idea going for the fast forward? I mean, you kind of have to commit to it if you're in Alex and Will's position, because they went there after Tom and Anita, which means they're in last, and either you have to like ditch it right away so you're within striking distance, but it makes sense that once you get 20 rice bowls in, You've got to go for 29 more and wait until you're... Like, in other seasons, you hear teams like, oh, we didn't give up, or, you know, they really pushed themselves, and then the viewers at home or the experts are like, you know what, I don't think they really pushed themselves as much as they could have. But here with Alex and Will, no team has ever tried for a fast-forward as hard as Alex and Will did today. Like, those rice balls were not small. Like, even when I saw them on screen, I was thinking, man... And just seeing how many clay pots there were, and you still had to put the effort to... Because it wasn't just eating the rice bowl. You had to break open those clay pots, too. And there was clay residue in each rice bowl. So the, the rice probably wasn't the best tasting, either. Like, Will just cruised through the roadblock, apparently. Because I guess it probably tasted better than clay rice. So, Alex and Will are eliminated. Any last it- thoughts? I think some of the chi came up uh, when after the 49th bowl. Pardon me, that pun was kind of cheesy. Uh, I'm ignoring that. Yeah, I, if Tom and Anita had gone in this leg, I would have been devastated because I, I'm slightly rooting for them. But I think it was their time to go, probably. Yeah, with Alex and Will, I mean, I, I did predict that they would go this week, right? Yeah, yeah, you did. I've been actually pretty good with my predictions over the past few weeks. Um, Spoiler Anyways. <laughs> It's <laughs> yeah, a right. terrible cough. Um, with Alex and Will, you know, this this was kind of their, their time to go. And they went in a very memorable and hilarious fashion, I would say. Nothing's funnier than vomit on the Amazing Race. Except a watermelon to the face. True. And we did have a lot of vomit in this leg. Yeah, just this, it's like Vietnam. There's food. Everything is food. So... Thank you for listening to this UR Team Number podcast. You can join us next Sunday to recap episode six. We are halfway through already. So we've got one more one more non-elimination? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I think it's still ten episodes. Because everything's pointing at ten episodes. 
But I still don't know how Taiwan fits into it. Because there was no sightings in Taiwan, even though it was mentioned pre-season. Hmm. Interesting. So if you have any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page, Reality TV Warriors, on our Twitter account, RTV Warriors, or our own Twitter pages, MJ Harmsdown for me, and Log Super Quacky for Logan. See you next week. Peace! When the farmer feels their seaweed has been properly laid out to dry, he may give them a little face cream. Oh, it's just so sticky. It's just so hard to swallow it. It will come out of your ass later. It's okay. Joe gave me the green light. I picked up the pail and just unloaded a, a waterfall of just the most rancid crap I've ever had and probably ever will have in my life. I'll never come close to that stuff again.